88.52. First of all, that what you are doing is, is monumental. And this is not easy. And you all are literally, with this show, you have literally created something out of nothing. And everybody can do that. What I think is so unique about you all is that when I'm listening to you all, because there are things that I don't know about your world, you all have a wholly different kind of conversation. You have no ideas what your conversation feels like to my ears. It's so different. Because I don't have the opportunity and hear how you guys philosophize about reality. This is the only place that I get that in my entire life. What you do is significant because I'm not alone in it. A whole lot of folk over 40 years of age don't have that experience. Their kids are out of the house and grown. When I think of you, I think of you all as giving us a perspective on popular culture. Not just what's happening, because entertainment tonight will tell us what's happening, but you are also giving us perspective on how it impacts real people's lives. And that's the qualitative difference in what you're doing. You're about to listen to the Urban Cafe. All right, all right, all right. Buenos dias, Tampa Bay. This is your host, Joshua, of the Urban Cafe on WMNF 88.5. And uh, with us today in the studio, we got our consigliere, our longest tenured host, Jamal. Hola, como estas, Tampa Bay? Was it Jamal Chapman Esquire, I should say, sorry. Yeah, you got some things behind or in front of your name as well. <laughs> and so, uh, so we actually, I'm very excited about today's show, Jamal. Always, I love having Jamal in the studio. Uh, he really likes to think outside the box and sometimes says some some things I may disagree with. Uh, but definitely, but uh, you're an Ohio State guy. Of course, it just we, comes with the territory. We had to go there. And but I mean, then, I think this is it's like the perfect uh, storm because if you take. An Ohio State, Michigan guy. Think about people in Florida, like Florida, Florida State, Florida, yeah. and take what different experiences and different things and bring them together. You can get a whole bunch of perspectives. Yeah. Either you agree with him, you agree with me. You can agree with neither one of us, but that's probably rare. <laughs> and so, uh, with that, we have so much to talk about. Today's going to be a current events show. Uh, no guests. Uh, our guests are going to be you, our callers, 813 239 9663. Text message us at 813 813- Four three three zero eight eight five, or email us at dj at wmnf.org. So we hadn't caught up on current events for a little while. We've had some guests for the past few shows, which have been great shows. Thank you to Jamal and Dr. Wills for a great mental health show. Uh, that was fantastic. Um, and so, so much going on. One year anniversary of George Floyd's uh, murder, because it's legitimately a murder now. Yeah, and, and, and with that show, I, w- I wanted to shout out Alvaro for calling in and having Yumika come to help with the boards because Oh yeah. It, well I was doing the boards in the show. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. I, well it's it's not that it's rough, it's that you guys have more experience at it. But yeah. It, it was manageable. It was manageable, yeah. And then thank you, Alvaro. We appreciate that. It took me a while to get in the game. Alvaro is part of the Fourth Estate crew on the Sunday Forum, which is a show right after ours uh, with Walter and that crew. All right, so one year anniversary of George Floyd's uh, murder the 100-year anniversary of the Tulsa race massacre in the uh, what was known as the Black Wall Street area in Tulsa, Oklahoma, on the north side there. Uh, we have uh, the January 6th commission went down in flames in the Senate, um, as many expected it, expected it to do. To do. Uh, what's next there? So I kind of want to start off with the January 6th commission first. Uh, because we won't take a whole lot of time on this one. Um, but, you know, what is the January 6th commission? So essentially there was a vote on the House, U.S. House of Representatives, federal level, uh, to to basically create a January 6th commission styled off the 9-11 commission to get down to the bottom of what actually happened uh, on January 6th of this year, 2021. Yes, this was only four months ago, people. Uh, and so, you know, see, so you know what's funny? See, this is one of the things that, you would want a commission. I mean, I guess that has to be done, but it's kind of like, okay, people could just watch the video and say and see what happened. Mm-hmm. Like everything that they're going through and whatnot. And then I look at, the, the main thing I look at, I guess from a legal perspective is the cost because you have 100,000 plus documents that they're looking through, I believe. And like, it, it's, so, it's so ridiculous, the cost. Who's going to pay for that? Taxpayers. Taxpayers, yeah, for sure. For sure. But so and I think that's a great that's a great question. I'm glad 
that's why we I'm glad we have Jamal here today because the question I'm posing to the public and to Jamal is. Mm-hmm. Is it all right to not have a commission, right? Is it all right just to continue? So so the Republicans basically voted this down in the Senate. The House passed it with 35 Republican votes, actually, more than there were votes for the impeachment. And then in the Senate, uh, there were six GOP senators voted in favor of it. But there was like a few, there was quite a few senators who weren't even there on the floor to vote, including Kristen Cinema from Arizona, who's a newly uh, elected Democratic senator, she wasn't even there. She said the vote is super important. She didn't even show up to vote for it, and so yeah, look, just look, kills look, me. Look, okay. So, question: Do you have an issue with <clears throat> Do you have an issue with the representatives in the House voting or not voting or being present or the Senate being present or not present? You have an issue with that? It's their job. They should be there. Well, what if it? I mean, we have technology. What if it was like, look. Everybody's seen what happened on January 6th. January 10th, put your vote in. And it's like five different things that can happen to the people. Yeah. Or, I mean, because everybody could get a vote. What do you mean everybody could? Everybody just votes. The country just votes. All, all Americans, we just vote on what should happen to the people. And there's like five choices. Everyone, oh. ev- everyone's so <laughs> upset with their representatives because the, the thing is this. Okay. That's funny. Whether you're Democratic or, or not Republican, right? But they didn't show. Yeah, they didn't show up for the vote. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like, does, does an artist not show to a concert? Does Tom Brady not show up on the field? Like, what do you do? They didn't yeah. show? So, okay, you're representing me. So, essentially, because I'm looking at this in the grand scheme of things. So, essentially, in essence, all of those people who live in that district did not show. Like, they were... How, how do you live with that? Because, yeah. my, okay, if you're a Democrat, right, and you disagree with your Republican representative doing things, right? Or you're a Republican and you disagree with your Democratic, you know, representative doing things. The thing is, you probably understand why they did what they did. Fundamentals, values, their history. You can probably figure out how they're going to vote for the most part. Not always, but get a good idea. But you didn't show. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Absolutely terrible. And so, and so... That, that there's that, but so my question again to, well, to well, I'm sorry, that's that's why some people don't believe in the political system. You, what do you mean you didn't show? Yeah, it's terrible. So my my question to the public is: Do do you think we needed a January sixth commission, or is it all right with the ongoing investigations that already exist, such as you know the DOJ and the FBI are already investigating the January sixth event uh, separately, right? Tracking down uh, people using fake. Social media and so forth, trying to figure out who was who yeah. and arrest them accordingly. They've arrested, um, I think, almost 200 people at this point. Um, and so, but again, I think only one person has actually been charged and convicted. But, uh, but yeah. So, what what is your opinion? Let's get to a caller who's uh, already called us uh, here this morning. Good morning, caller. What is your name and uh, where are you calling us from? Oh, you know me, Buenos Dias. Hey, Buenos Dias, my oh. friend Daryl. How you doing? Hey. Uh, I have a reciprocal, I guess that would say, a uh, question to you. Uh, you said, should we, sh- should we have a, a January 6th commission? My question to you is, uh, should there be a statute of limitations for murder? Oh, I went there. <laughs> yes, remember, <laughs> Officer Sicknick was murdered. Yep. So, and the family member came there knocking on the doors of senatorial representatives to you know, what, is, what are you going to do about what happened? Uh, and some of them cowardly didn't show up. Uh, Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin, that's a whole nother uh, piece of mess right there. Bernie, where's your voice, Mr. Maverick, Mr. Change? You wanted Barack Obama to be primary in the second thing, but you ain't saying nothing about these two jokers. And they're blocking the George Floyd bill and... And, and, and the, yeah, that's, uh, the, the John Lewis bill, that's mm-hmm. not the subject. Yes, there should be a commission. There should be a commission there in your opinion. Do you think, uh, Daryl, Daryl, question, do you, I mean, do you think, though, that the existing investigations would come to, to the same conclusion and considered more, non, non, more nonpartisan than a commission would be? Um, you really want the truth or you want me to be like the rhinoceros dancing around in this <laughs> Mr. Darrow, this this is Jamal. You should speak the truth because I, I look. I it was I was kind of joking, but I said everybody could vote on it. So yeah, as an ordinary citizen, oh, I would love for everybody to uh, give a voice to vote vote on that, but that ain't gonna happen. Um, 
you got me riled up. What was the question that you had for me again? So I do got you riled up. <laughs> so the question is, so there are a currently uh, actual um, investigations going on by the Department of Justice, FBI, et cetera, uh, for this. Do you think these nonpartisan investigations going on by the Department of Justice and FBI are going to be proved to be better than any potential commission investigation could have done? Um, I don't think so. They're going to come to the same conclusion if you, if you want to find the truth. Mm-hmm. And the stuff about partisanship and, and, and we want to be, um, we want to have Republicans and Democrats, I can't think of the word right now, to join together uh, to, to go for the truth. We're, we're already divided. We are look at what just look at what's going on in in, in Tulsa. Yeah, I know this isn't your subject, but let me just throw no. It's also it's also something I tossed out oh, that we're going to talk about the 100 year anniversary. So that's very much in line with today's subject. Yeah, I may want to break the rules and just dip back into the room, but <laughs> now you got armed African Americans, folk. This ain't 1920. Yeah, this ain't the 30s, the 40s, or 50s, or the 60s. If you think you're going to go gallivanting through black neighborhoods and kill people like you did in Rosewood, and now some just came back up about Arkansas, folks, mm. you really, we really don't want to live in a country like this. And by the way, the vote that, that down to not deal with it shows the partisanship that's in this nation right now. And yes, they should have a commission because you got to deal with the truth. This is the truth, yeah. a historical truth that America does not want to deal with. Yeah, there's much larger issues at play. I agree. So, Daryl, we, we do got to go to another. We got another caller here. Okay, thank you very much. I'll call back. All right, great talking to you this morning. Bye-bye. All right, so that's Daryl, long-time caller, long-time listener. Um, very fired up with this conversation about whether or not we should have a January 6th commission. Um, you know, he Daryl did mention the uh, mother of fallen Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick. Uh, her and the mother of another DC, DC uh, police officer who was injured on the job during the Capitol riot actually uh, met with several of the GOP senators prior to them voting uh, up or down on the January 6th bill. Uh, a quote here from uh, Gladys Sicknick, the mother of the officer who, who unfortunately passed away mm-hmm. on that day. Not having a January 6th commission to look into exactly what occurred is a slap in the faces of all the officers who did their jobs that day. I suggest that all congressmen and senators who are against this bill visit my son's grave in Arlington National Cemetery. And while there, think about what their hurtful decisions will do to those officers who will be there for them going forward. And I think that's very poignant there by Mrs. Sicknick. You know, I, I, I mean... I understand Jamal's thoughts about, oh, opening up another commission on taxpayer dollars. But the reality is that this was a monumental. I will forever, just like I remember where I was on 9-11 that morning, I will forever remember where I was on January 6th and what I was doing. And so, uh, 2021. And so, it's just a very momentous occasion. And the fact that the one party just wants to brush this under the rug, although there were six GOP senators, and let me call them out. Uh, Senators Cassidy, Collins, Murkowski, Portman, Romney, and Sass all voted in favor of the January 6th commission. So mm-hmm. just had to call that out. Uh, as opposed to Kirsten Sinema, who wasn't even there. I like Mitt Romney. He just does what he wants. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think he's a principled man. We may not, I may not agree with some of this, his politics or economic policies, uh, you know, or religious, you know, thoughts or whatever, but he's a principled man and I respect him. I definitely respect him for that. So let's go ahead and get another caller in there who's been patiently waiting. Uh, good morning, caller. What is your name and where are you calling us from? Yes, how are you doing? Doing good this morning. How are you doing, sir? Yes, sir. Yes. Um, I'm, uh, uh, what we're looking at is, unfortunately, the unraveling of this democracy. Uh, and uh, I truly hope you're wrong. I truly hope you're wrong. I hope I'm wrong too. But you know, when you start looking at the fact that this uh, legislatures are running around here, are passing bills that they do not want to know the truth about, even the basic uh, foundation of this country, the mistreatment of the Native Americans, the mistreatment of, of blacks, uh, and then you don't want to know the truth about an insurrection in the United States, uh, in the, cap- the United States Capitol, 
people were murdered and killed that was led by uh, the president, then president of the United States. We are in serious trouble. Uh, we this is that that's, this is I, I I think I've said this before, but read an article that I wrote and I put it on your message board called Donald Trump's Ununited States of America and the insurrection will be televised. This action last week is a part of the insurrection. The actions put by state legislatures in Florida are a part of the are part of the of this insurrection. And, and it's coming close to where I'm believing that we are going to have some we are at some side some sort of civil war here. We had investigations by Congress to get at the truth of the Benghazi. We had investigations by Congress to get at the truth of nine one one where this country was brutally attacked. We had investigations, uh, congressional investigations for Pearl Harbor. We had congressional investigations about the Vietnam War. Uh, Richard Nixon, I can remember as a kid, when I was not college, Richard Nixon, the Watergate uh, investigation that brought out a light, that brought out and changed policy in this country. When we have evidence that there were Congress people elected in Congress that gave surveillance missions, that we have evidence that there were groups that had stacked strong evidence that groups that had stacked weapons across the Potomac and they were going to bring them by, bring them over as soon as they secured the Capitol. We have visual out here that uh, where police were beat up and and active active duty military and active duty police officers. Like people were participants of this January 6th event. Of all phases of the federal government. We had DEA agents in there. One got fired. We had, uh, uh, you said, military people in here. We have a suspicion that the person who was uh, the brother um, of the, the, there was a a colonel or a a General Flynn that was in the Pentagon. He was the brother of uh, one of the uh, people who were pardoned, was part of the coordination to stop the National Guard from doing anything, from inhibiting them from coming in and stopping this insurrection. We have evidence that the, that the, that the uniformed police and the Capitol Police were giving mixed instructions. Yeah. This is the kind of thing that the commission would have done. But if we try to ignore this, okay, and then we try to impose upon the fact that people that, well, you know, Slavery didn't exist. Well, Billy, we won't go into that, but yeah. But, but, but okay, uh, Billy, Billy, we do have to uh, cut it short. We got another caller calling in, though. Let me, let me, let me just say this: is I may have to break the rules too. You know, so I may be breaking the rules. You know, I, I mean, I may have to end the filibuster. Goes, you know, <laughs> the filibuster and I was going into two. You know, but read my blog. Read my article. okay. Oh, Donald Trump posted in there. Donald Trump in the blog. You are within the norms. Dot com. Okay. And when we see, thank, thank you, Billy. We'll we'll go ahead and read that. Um, I'm sure we'll be talking to you here in a little bit again. Uh, and so that's Billy, a long time calling, all time listener, very passionate. Um, yeah, I mean, I was trying to you know be open minded about this. I agree. January sixth commission needed to happen, and unfortunately, will not happen. However, well, well, the thing is, I mean, you know, it it's some people in politics. You know, they're sticking with their side and different things. Like the New York Times article, you know, where they have um, Mitch McConnell in the hall walking down recently about. And it says uh, Republicans, you know, some feared it would damage them politically. That's why they blocked it. So they look at it. They, oh, it happened in the past. It could it actually saying it's something better for law enforcement to handle than Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. And then, of course, with that, what well, you would say, okay, great, okay, yeah, that sounds good, but the FBI is investigating it. Yeah. You know, so... So it's like, you know, we already have somebody investigating, do we need to investigate it, it again? So, and like, and like Ben said, it's, <coughs> it's an insurrection on the Capitol. Sorry about that. Uh, and, and, and so 
just a little bit more information about this. Uh, 11 senators, including two Democrats, as reported by Vox, did not cast a vote, which essentially amounted to a no vote given the filibuster rules. Uh, and then um, there is potentially a select committee that could be go on in the House of Representatives. Uh, that So Nancy Pelosi being the... Uh, uh, over the house could create a select committee the problem with the select committee is it wouldn't not be considered a uh, bipartisan effort it would be considered a partisan effort by the democrats to investigate the january 6th commission and it would be clouded by you know uh these claims of partisanship and the democrats trying to bring down the republicans and etc cetera, etc cetera. um you know which i can see i can see that but at the same time, I do believe that, you know, this, bo- this legislative body was attacked on January 6th. It was clearly attacked. And, you, and, and the video evidence says as much. And actually, let me get to an email. But, let me get to an email real quick from one of our mm-hmm. listeners. PJ, the bass player. There needs to be a commission to make the findings information a matter of record. It's one thing to capture all these folks in 4K, as they say. That's pretty funny. But it's another to have it on the congressional record. Because if they don't do anything about January 6th, there will be more riots like this by the right wing and they will get to the point of straight beer hall push. And for those of you who do not know that, you should look it up on Google, beer hall push. Hello, Weimar Republic. PJ, the bass player. So thank you, PJ, for that email. Appreciate that, your thoughts. Uh, Jamal, you were going to say something real quick, sorry. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> Jim, look at just some of the what the senators said. Like the Republican senators. Mm. Like, um, just give me a quote. From a lot. <laughs> From Alaska, um, I don't want to know, but I need to know. That's Murkowski. So Murkowski. she she voted in favor of it, right? right. And so, uh, so, so, um, you know, uh, Billy, one of our callers, referenced, uh, you know, the the House vote, um, and I, I played this clip already. It's so poignant. I have to play it again because I just uh, this is Tim Ryan, uh, Democratic uh, representative in the House. Um, let me just play this clip. Speaker, Mr. Speaker, I yield 30 seconds to the gentleman from Ohio, Mr. Ryan. Gentleman uh, is recognized for 30 seconds. I want, I want to thank the gentleman from New York and the other Republicans who are supporting this and thank them for their bipartisanship. To the other 90% of our friends on the other side of the aisle, holy cow, incoherence. No idea what you're talking about. Ben Gaza, you guys chased the former Secretary of State all over the country spent millions of dollars, we have people scaling the Capitol, hitting the Capitol Police with lead pipes across the head, and we can't get bipartisanship. What else has to happen in this country? Cops. This is a slap in the face to every rank-and-file cop in the United States. If we're going to take on China, if we're going to rebuild the country, if we're going to reverse climate change, we need two political parties in this country that are both living in reality, and you ain't one of them. I yield back the balance of my time. Back, uh, and so there you have it, Tim Ryan, very passionate. Yeah, yeah you know, that, 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 that's the kind of person I represent me. <laughs> he is super passionate. And so we, we, I need to move in his district. Yeah, that, uh, they got to move to Ohio, baby. And so, uh, you know, um, we're, we got tons of callers. The board is lit up. Let's go ahead and get to another call who's been patiently waiting here. Um, good morning, caller. What is your name and where are you calling us from? Caller, you're on the air. Oh, hello. Hey, hello. Good morning. Hello. How are you doing? Oh, yeah. Good, good. Dornell Chapman calling from Plant City. Oh, well, oh. Great, great to have you on the hey, air this morning. There. How are you doing? Okay, I will present a perspective from being a a black female and a mother. Excellent. Okay, and one who is recently uh, reading the book by uh, Bakaria Sellers on my vanishing country. Uh, listening to you on the subject of whether or not they should have the commission, they should. But, you know, I noticed I have a picture in my living room. And the title of that picture is Amistad, okay? If you uh, know a little bit about the history of that. If you look at the picture, the ship, and you take a, first you look at it, it looks like a ship. You take another second look at it, it looks like a person who is a Quaker, very religious, and his eyes are halfway closed. You know why they're closed? Why? They're they're closed to the truth. Oh, Mm. fascinating. Of what is happening. Mm. And that's how I see the other party. Mm-hmm. The eyes are half closed to the truth. Mm. 
You heard the statement said by some people. If I were to tell you, you can't handle the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't believe they can. They can handle it. Do you think it's that they can't handle it, or it's just not politically expedient for them, right? For the for if, if the truth comes out before the midterm <laughs> elections, right, it well, won't be politically expedient yeah. for them because the vast yeah, majority. What, what, uh, what they don't mm. understand is with the changing time, is their silence okay? It may really backfire on them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean I tend to agree with you, uh, but yeah. it's interesting because you know we don't live in the heart of Nebraska or like the heart of Missouri or, or the heart of Texas, which is, you know, just is GOP country. Right. And so mm-hmm. they don't have these kind of conversations that we're having right now. Right. So their truth is yes. different than our truth in some, some yes, it is. instances. And I guess, you know, how do we bridge that gap? Right. right. Well, I mean, th- I'm going to give you my honest opinion, what I really think it is, because this is the reality. People come from the, all around the country in different parts. They could care less about their states. They, they're in D.C. Mm-hmm. We're not, the keys were not in D.C. Mm-hmm. In D.C., think about what's going on in D.C. People are coming in from all over the world, FBI, CI, all around there. There's so many things going on that none of us know what's going on. That who's to say that half of the Republican senators or more, or even Democrats, knew insurrection was going to happen? What was going on? There'd be a vote. I mean, this is the that's the thing. And if you're if honestly, if you're a Republican, no, you don't want to know. You, this is the thing. You know what's going on. Nobody else does. Mm-hmm. But in in DC, being a, a senator representative, I'm I'm sorry, those people are so connected. And they know what's going They're on. They're privy to information they, 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 that we don't. They, yeah. they, yes. Okay, I'm a Republican senator. I can't call the FBI. Hey, tell me what's going on right now with this case. Blah blah blah. Through an aide or somebody. They know what's going on. They 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 don't. They could care less. Because think about it. How often do they go back to their place or their? Those people are in DC. This country is run by DC and New York politics and money. The rest of the country, they they could care less, and they're like playing a game. So that's the big issue you have because, honestly, if you, me, a person on the phone, anybody else, if you're a Republican senator mm-hmm. and you know what's going on, no, you're not going to vote to hear that because first is what's going to happen. Let's say Trump is has issues in it, right? Let's say Pence has issues in it, his aides. So then you're pretty much going to destroy your political party because it's not just going to be like they're gonna one person's going to take the fall. It's going to be a whole lot of people. So I fully understand why. And that's the nature of the game that we're in now. But the big problem is, is that none of us are in D.C. Because <laughs> that's where stuff is, serious mm-hmm. stuff is going. Very good, very good points there, Jamal. Mm. And do you have any other, uh, do you have, we have some other calls we want to get to, but do you have any other thoughts uh, or parting comments? Uh, no, that's it. Uh, uh, in reading the book by Sellers, he, My Vanishing Country, uh, he was a young person at the age of 21. Mm-hmm. He ran for House of Representatives and beat the incumbent who had been mm-hmm. there almost forever. <laughs> yeah. But he started planning strategy a year in advance, and it made a big difference. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for that. We right, really appreciate okay, it. Okay, thank you. Thank you for having me on. No, it's, it's okay, have a blessed day. You too. Take care. Thank you. That was Sure. Bye bye. Very good call. Very good point. I love the, some of the allegories. That's um, and you know how yeah. things are playing out. I mean, it's like a story, man. I'm looking at it because, like, this is what happened. Like Pence. So there are people at the Capitol who are saying they want to execute Pence. And you know, when Pence broke from Trump, it's kind of like, look, if I'm the president and you're my vice president, it's kind of like, like it, unfortunately, the, and I don't care almost what I do. You don't. You you better not be saying something different over there. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how. Like it's like a team sport. You know. Sometimes yeah. your, your players out of line. You got to check that person, but you can't publicly disagree with them. <laughs> so you know what's great about what you, what you just said? It reminded me. So Mike Pence's brother is a GOP congressman for the state of Indiana, which is where they're both from, mm-hmm. and he voted <laughs> against the commission that to investigate the rioters who literally were screaming at the top of their lungs, "Hang Mike." Pence. So he voted against the investigative commission to try to figure out, uh, you know, what was going on when these people literally wanted to hang his brother. I just think that encapsulates it. Like it's so politically expedient for him to vote against the commission that he doesn't care about the truth behind what's happened, what could potentially have happened with his brother. His brother was literally hundreds of feet away from rioters, hundreds of feet. That's it. 
the thing is, it's bigger than it's bigger than what we all could actually imagine. And I don't necessarily know how we get privy to what's going on, but it's it's a great conversation. And yeah. so, uh, as you know, Simon emailed us. We got we're gonna get to a call here in a second. Simon emailed us a very you know valid question. Uh, could you please name any individual that has been charged with insurrection or sedition? And there has been zero. Uh, Simon, I know where you're going with that. You are correct. There has been zero people charged with those two specific things. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't investigate this further, right? I mean, the, the, this, you know, someone actually died. A police officer died. Another police officer committed like, suicide. Like, like Simon, like, I mean, you, you can just go through the facts. Just act like your mind is a blank slate and just write down these facts. So people storm the Capitol. A police officer dies. People are screaming out, execute the vice president. Um, people have their feet on the desk. Security guards, po- Capitol Police are running up the stairs. I mean, just like, w- what world do you live in? And one, one twist, twist of fate, what? One, it was black people. Wow. Put that in your mind. What are your thoughts? What do you think the DOJ should do? Huh? What do you think the FBI should do? What do you think the Capitol Police should have done? Just by that last comment that I made. So uh, let's go ahead and get to uh, a uh, caller who's been patiently waiting here. Uh, good morning, c- caller. Uh, what is your name? Where are you calling us from? Clay from Land Lake. Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, morning, sir. Clay. Morning. I was expecting you to call. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was uh, delayed in getting out and get on the phone. I have to come out from the side of the road to use my phone. No worries. Uh, the audio is a little off, but, but we, we can go ahead and proceed. Is that any better now? Uh, a little better, yeah. Okay, so... It's uh, really a good thing, I think, there's no commission. Because commissions don't work. And okay. there's a lot of reasons why commissions don't work. Okay. This belongs in justice. It belongs in justice with a special counsel. And not just about looking at the people who entered the Capitol building, but the people and the logistical support they had prior to that. Even to the point that some of the uh, congressmen actually gave tours of the building and told them where people's unmarked offices were, or didn't say who it was. They they went through this meticulous plan to pull this whole thing off, and there are people who are sitting in Congress and sitting in the Senate who are guilty of insurrection. They're guilty of fomenting this and having knowledge of it, and that needs to be investigated by justice. The problem with the commission is that and you saw it all the time throughout the Trump era, is when you subpoena someone to come before Congress to testify, they just run off the court and challenge your subpoena. And then that can go out and drag on for years. So you never get that person in front of you to testify. Whereas the whole different story when justice does it, when they subpoena you, you you're subpoenaed. You, you're coming in, you don't get a choice about it. Uh, do I often tell you that? It, uh, the legal process is much different. Yeah, and, and that's kind of something, Clay, that's something that I kind of wanted to, I'm glad you called it out because yeah. I feel like a commission doesn't have as much teeth as, say, the DOJ does, which is exactly what you just said, right? Yeah, we need to get to the bottom of this. The only way we're going to get to the bottom of this is the justice, for justice to do it, and because uh, the Justice Department is not a political entity. It may have been under Trump with Barr and some of his people, but it's not, and America is not going to go there. And we need a special counsel, someone who has the subpoena power, and a whole group of investigators to look into this whole thing. There's, you got to go through troves of emails, documents, uh, communications, all this kind of stuff to find those that are responsible and hold them accountable. That's what we have to do. We don't do that. We might as well just throw our democracy in the trash can. It's all over. There you have it. Clay from Land of Lakes. Yeah. I was, uh, Jamal, you want to uh, say something? Uh, yeah, and along with that, I think the criminal process, um, because, you know, that... <laughs> Could you imagine that the criminal process? I mean, that that would be something else. And then we're at the year the year anniversary of George Floyd, so we see, you know, that process, you know, year year and a half. That's something that would happen need to happen as well. I think. Yeah, they're, they're the other three officers involved with the George Floyd, uh, you know, murder, uh, are not going to see uh, the courtroom until next summer, I believe. That's crazy to me. Like, why is it being postponed like that? You know, and so I just weird. And so going along the lines of what you, Jamal, and Claire are saying, so check this out. This is from theguardian.com. But, oh, I just want to say this real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but to, and to Simon. But now, Simon, if you are a GOP representative. I don't, I don't think he's a GOP. I think he's just 
kind of like you, likes to red team it. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, because then I can understand. So I say there's, there's always room for, the key is understanding. The, the, key, the key is that most people don't, the key, the key problem with all of this and with everything, like just in life, is people don't understand. It depends on what position you're in. The employee versus the employer. The owner, you know, versus the employee. The representative versus the person who gets the person to coffee. It, depending on where you're at, everybody in the middle too, you're going to have a different perspective because it's going to affect you differently possibly. And that's unfortunately just t- the type of life that we're living. Okay. You know, but there's one other issue to this whole thing when they got to vote on it. They got to show that there are people in this country now who are supposed to be representing those that elected them who are putting party over country. Yes, I agree with Clay, you. Clay, I wanted to ask you about the people who, who just didn't vote. Like, how, how do you feel about that? Like, oh, I, don't know, I don't know how you get away without, without voting. I mean, first off, you can fish her to be really peeved at for not voting. Secondly, uh, and, and not being there, that's something that changed a long time ago. It used to be everybody had to be in the chamber. That way you had a conversation, you, you know, had debates, you spoke with each other. We've gone so far afield about how the Congress and the Senate are run nowadays. It's just unbelievable. It is crazy. You, you know what? I should just go to D.C. and, like, just do a check-in. Who's here? Who's not? Where they at? They need to, <laughs> hey, you need to be here. Look, 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 I don't care how you vote necessarily. You need to be here to you vote. You need to be here. I don't care who you are. Yeah, exactly. So, Clay, oh we got another caller. Thank you so much for... Cl- right, well, for- Thanks, thank you. Call. Peace be upon you both. Stay healthy. Thank you, thank Clay. You. We appreciate it. Clay, a caller, long-time listener. So we are, our, our uh, phones are just going off the hook. Again, you're listening to the Urban Cafe on WMNF 88.5, over 40 years radioactive. You're, and uh, this is your host, Joshua. Got uh, the co-host, Jamal, the consigliere, Chapman in-house. Now think about this. Now think about this. And think about this, honestly, anyone out there, whether it's your politician in city council, um, state government, or, okay, so there's all these restrictive laws to possibly, you know, say that African-Americans restrictive can't vote or people who are poor or different things. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's all these programs telling you to vote. And then we go vote. You elect someone and then they don't vote. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy. I think Jabal's oh mind goodness. is blowing about this. Chris and Sinema. Well, technically, there was 11 senators that didn't vote for, were not even present for the vote, which is crazy. All right, so we, we got another call we're going to get to in a second, but uh, we got a text message here. Um, this goes back to one of the comments I said to one of our other callers. Uh, the text message says, if there is more than one truth, then what is truth? The fact that you're asking the question is the answer. Mm. Asking the question is also offensive. That same person then texted, truth is no different in Florida than Texas, which is kind of, and it's, yes, on principle, yes, I agree with you. The truth, the truth is the truth, right? Like one plus one is two, like that's it, right? And so, but when and this happens both on the left and the right i have to say right you know they we can get into these bubbles us as a country as citizens as constituents right as voters we get into these bubbles and our truth what we believe to be true is different than what the other people believe to be true because of the information we're reading we're uh you know that's on our tv that's on our feeds uh that's uh, our family uh maybe not our family but maybe uh, you know the friends we we were around maybe only think the way we think and therefore our truth will be different than someone else's truth and so um that's what that's kind of what i'm getting at right so uh, you know you, you know what i mean look this new york times article is great man you can just read through it and just see who says what and then the thing is and, and this is the great thing so J- fine, joe, fine joe, joe man no this uh-huh. this is the most important thing i think you're going to see on here up to today so far <laughs> senator joe manchin of west virginia said his position was unchanged and this is very important he said i'm not willing to destroy our government no because he's probably thinking about if this happens and this goes down how is the world going to look at us what's going to happen mm-hmm. and and that's the thing i mean Think about it. Like, I don't want to get it, into it, conspiracy theories, but that's it, to your point. What if Joe Manchin knows that some of his fellow senators and congressmen it, were actively involved? He, right? It, so, it's like, place that people, but he just said, I'm not willing to destroy our government. Because wow. he, that, that's what he said. Okay, he's in West Virginia. He's a Republican senator. So, okay. no, he's a Democrat senator. Democrat senator. No, no. Yeah. he's, um, yeah, which is, but he, you know, he told, he holds way too much power, in my opinion, uh, because he is a, Democratic senator from a right-leaning state, 
And uh, so it's very well, interesting. Well, that, see, the thing is, I think people are caught up in Democrat, Republican, but I think it's, it's just it could be positions and what people are tied into, what companies they lobby with. That's what I'm saying. The mm-hmm. game is so – now, see, you can research all that, but at some point you can't really figure all this out because then the FBI probably come to your door and say, look, <laughs> look I see what you've been doing. And like, look, you stop. All right. And so let's get to another caller who's been patiently waiting uh, for a while. Uh, good morning, caller. What is your name and what is, where are you calling us from? Hey, this is Levi on the Polk Plantation. How are you today? Doing good. Good morning. How are you doing, sir? I'm fine. I agree with you. You know, the truth is the truth, uh, but it does matter uh, how people accept it, interpret it, and usually that's based on experience. Mm-hmm. And I could have missed some history, but I think it was the Church of Rome the Church of England, the Calvinists, and possibly the Puritans, not the Separatists, that were involved in the African slave trade. I just got a quick question. Were you guys in the Navy? Uh, no, neither of us were in the Navy, no. no All right, because I know some of the people before you were. Yeah, you had a show on Bitcoin I guess a couple of weeks ago. I think it was a repeat show. It, yeah, it was. But we have had that guest on twice, yeah. Um, that... It was funny. The uh, currency had crashed right like after that. Oh my god! Tesla <laughs> had uh, pulled out. As you know, they they kind of did a promotional thing and went in trying to make it seem more stable, you know. And then when they pulled out, the currency did crash. It was right after that show. I was. It was right after the show. You're right about that. <laughs> yeah, I was wanting to ask, like, if it's so detached from the dollar, why value it in the dollar? And then why would the central banks be getting involved in the digital currency if it was like, you know, independent from them? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 those are good questions. I think we're going to have to have, uh, you know, our guest uh, on again to talk about that because um, it, it, was, it is fascinating, you know, the volatility of that market, especially when, say, Elon Musk does one tweet and it can crash Bitcoin, right? Like, not crash, but significantly right. devalue it, right? And so... Um, yeah, the guest talked about the devaluing of the dollar, but when you look at, the, you know, when they were trying to sell it to me as kind of an anarchist uh, tool to buy pedophilia and, uh, and dope, um, it was $40, and now whatever got to 50,000 or something like that sounds a little volatile to me. Yeah, I would agree with that. But hey, we're uh, we're not talking crypto today though. Uh, Levi. It's a conspiracy the insurrectionist. But, you know, when you talk about you know, when you talk about this, you're looking for a commission. You're looking to have a conversation. How come you do not talk about 9/11? You know, when you look at the picture of the real Bin Laden, you know, next to the fake Bin Laden, I think somebody can use common sense to say that we weren't told uh, the correct story. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, uh, I, I mean, I, I'm just going to answer, you know, for you. It was was more uh, of an historically, uh, uh, de- you know, uh, damaging and dangerous event than the so-called insurrection thing, you know. But it got brushed off. We were all told to believe the official account. Just look the other way. And life goes on. Meanwhile, you know, the implementation of mass surveillance and all these things get put into place. That's why I've always said, people, please look at the results before you listen mm-hmm. to these storytellers. No, that's great. Thank, y'all. Thank you so much, Levi. We appreciate that. All right. Uh, Levi calling in from, um, I believe he's a plant city. Uh, and so... Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely uh, causing um, you know a flood of text messages here. Going back to uh, one of the another text message talking about you know truth versus not truth. Uh, then it, the the text message says, then wouldn't it be better categorized as perspective? Stop calling it truth when it is perspective. And again, I agree with you. But, I agree that but, it is perspective. But for them in the heart, let's say I'm just saying the heart of Missouri in the Ozarks, if all they know is a certain perspective, that perspective is their truth. Right. And so even though it may not be the truth, I but, agree. It's only no, a perspective. But this is the thing. And I'm sorry. Look, America is, I mean, ignorant country. And it's not about necessarily people living way far out. No, they don't. Do you think their Republican or Democratic senator is like connects to them. Think think about what their realities are. You are here. You're in the middle of this nowhere place, flyover state, and I am here in D.C. I am rich. 
I'm meeting with international leaders. I'm meeting with lobbyists with millions of dollars. I, I, I'm meeting with I know people in the CIA. It, it, this not even a reality. They, they can't even un- begin to understand. And not even just living in no people in Tampa. If people like, I, I would say me to some extent, I mainly just go to work and then hang out with my daughter. That's pretty much my life, right? So I don't know necessarily what's going on and how would I know? I'm not flying here. I'm not meeting with certain people and doing, and this, this, but this is the thing that Americans should think about. If this is going on in America, go look at what's going on in Colombia. Go look at what's going on in Nigeria or some of the African countries. Go look at what's going on in Asia. That, that I think if you look at the world we live in, you know, how many in other countries, how many, I would say, insurrection type events have happened or changed things in the last 50 years? Do you see what I'm getting at? I mean, the world we live in is just, it's, it's a place that, I mean, the, and the reality is, if you look at some of the, that's the thing, Joshua, it's all there. It's all there. If you just go look at some senators and, and representatives and then just kind of go through the history, you can kind of see who's leaning this way and that way. Every party has their core, their inner core. 10, 20, 30, whatever it is deep. You see what I'm saying? Then it kind of spreads out. Yeah. New people aren't necessarily in that. You haven't, no, you haven't met the leader of this country or this diplomat, seen him 10, 20 times, done business with him, you know, did different things. You're new to the game. So you're not going to be plugged into the game like that probably. So that it, that's what I'm saying. It, it's a whole, it's, it would blow people's minds to know what's actually going on. And, and the thing is what has been going on. Yeah, I agree. And if you want to participate in this conversation, 813-239-9663, email us at dj at wmnf.org or text us at 813-433-0885. A lot of people are very passionate on both sides here. uh, uh, There's more than both sides, right? There's a lot of sides here. Uh, And so one of our listeners went ahead and sent us an email. Uh, Yes, there should be an investigation of which cop shot and killed Ashley Babbitt. An unarmed woman protester. So for those of you who may not know, this was a woman who was breaking into the Capitol. She was already in the Capitol and tried to break into uh, the actual uh, house floor that was barricaded at the time. The door was barricaded. She broke a window uh, and she attempted to go through that window. And at that point, a police officer uh, shot her. And um, and. And so, you know, this this uh, listener is asking, we should investigate that police officer who shot an unarmed uh, protester. And then, uh, and then he did, you know, to your point, the cop that the police officer who died uh, was, he actually, Brian Sicknick actually died of a stroke uh, 24 hours after the protests. He was not killed. And so that, that actually was, uh, you know, the medical examiner did say that Brian, Officer Brian Sicknick did die of natural causes the day after um, the riot. Um, and so it's, it's interesting, but to me, all these perspectives, I agree. But in, in my point here, and this is just my pure thoughts, my opinion, there shouldn't, you can protest. That's fine with protesting. You can, you know, even go up the steps of the Capitol, but you should not have gone into the Capitol. You should not have broken doors and broken windows. You should not have been chanting to hang people to, right from a from a noose. Yeah. Uh, that that to me is going too far. And so you have a right to protest, right? You have a right to think that the election was stolen, even though I may disagree with you. But the reality is that the actions of the protesters that day, the, at least the ones who actually well, made it inside. Well, is not yeah, acceptable. Well, to the guy that called, I mean, it's an easy response for him. All the facts, you go listen back in the show, I'm not sure, Mark, all the facts of everything that happened that day, and then adding her trying to get into that window, and I'm a police officer. You're telling me I don't have the right to shoot her with what's going on? Mm-hmm. Do you want to compare what happened January 6th with people protesting after somebody was murdered? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, and then we got another text message again. Uh, just this conversation is definitely bringing out lots of thoughts from our listeners out there. Uh, and text message says, this failure clearly reveals a broken government. Time to get rid of the filibuster so we can get government business done. Um, and I, and I kind of, I don't know, I've been reading up on the filibuster, but I think 
The problem with removing the filibuster rules in the Senate is it goes both ways. Right now, the Democrats have a one-vote majority, but in 18 months or so, that could change, right? Georgia senatorial uh, candidate Warnock, I believe, is up for re-election, right? So that could easily go red again because Georgia is a red state, right? There's other – so like – you know, and then what? The Republicans will have no filibuster, and they can just go through uh, and vote uh, whatever they want. You know, and the same for the Democrats. There's things that the Democrats shouldn't just push through in a num in a in a nonpartisan way. And so, uh, sorry, in a um, in a partisan way, I should say. I, I'm not sure 100 percent where I stand on the filibuster, but I don't think we should remove it um, at this point. We got a call. Let's go ahead. Uh, we're coming up on an NPR break in about five minutes, but let's get to this caller here real quick. Good morning, caller. What is your name, and where are you calling us from? Breaking the rules. Breaking the rules. Uh-oh. Let me say this real quick, and I'm going to get out of the way because NBR is coming up. Um, if you are breaking into my house, uh, there, there, there are ways that you can enter. Um, you ring the doorbell, and if I recognize you and, and I b- believe I'm safe enough, I will let you come in. If you break in my window, I'm going to blow your brains out. Have a nice day. NPR All right. coming up. <laughs> All right, Daryl. Uh, and, and just, you know, as a caveat, the Urban Cafe, myself, Jamal, we do not condone any violence. But uh, so... Um, Florida's a stand-your-ground state. Florida is a stand-your-ground state. Uh, and so... Um, uh, and this question is for you, Jamal. Uh, and, um, the person emailed us, one of our listeners emailed us. So it's okay to shoot protesters and rioters during BLM riots? Just asking. So this is based off of your comment from a few minutes ago. No, I didn't say it was okay. What I said was I'm comparing that if people want to justify shooting people during BLM rights, they should not compare that with what happened with the Capitol insurrection. No, it's definitely not okay to shoot any rioters. I don't know if they understood my point of view. Now, peaceful rioters or rioters, for example, that are breaking and entering and and damaging property. Okay, see, there's a different thing. See, okay, so people, I don't know if people, I I wish I could draw a picture or something, you know? (laughs) Okay, it's a protest, it's BLM. I mean, just, first off, I'm a black male, so you got to think, I'm thinking, okay, I, I know the game, I know what's going on. Racism, like Eric Thomas would say, Dr. Eric Thomas from Detroit, racism was here before I was here. It's going to be here after I'm here. There, see, that's the thing. I'm thinking about theologically. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking about, like in this show, what's going, on with the, what's going on with the big picture here? Not the small. Yes, no, I don't agree that it's okay. Obviously, I'm a black male. I don't agree that it's okay that rioters are shooting black. I don't, I, it, the fact that we even have to go out there and riot, that's, it's a whole, it, that's what I'm, I'm thinking about solutions to that. No, that's not okay. But what I was getting at and my uh, point was comparing for someone to compare that, one of our callers or sorry, text to compare that to what happened at the White House is insane. You mean mean the Capitol? The Capitol, I'm sorry. The Capitol, that's insane to even compare those two. That's what I was forgetting. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, and so a uh, very uh, spirited conversation this morning. Yeah. I did not think we were going to take a whole hour on the January 6th commission, but obviously we uh, we hit a nerve with our listeners, uh, oh, yeah. both you know on, on on multiple opinions and sides. Yeah. Um, I kind of part of me kind of agrees with Clay that a commission would not be the best way to go about this, right? Because a commission doesn't have the same teeth. Clay is thinking like, okay, it's, it's like a game. Like Clay, Clay's thinking about the nature of the game and on the high level of, okay, what else could happen? That, that's, that's a good way of thinking. Yeah. And so uh, we're, we're wrapping up the January 6th Commission conversation. We're going to go to an NPR break here in about a minute. Uh, but uh, when we come back, you know, we got the one-year anniversary of George Floyd, the 100-year anniversary of the Tulsa Race Massacre in mm-hmm. the Black Wall Street District of Tulsa. Uh, you know, the 